I was just like, I wish people can get arrested faster on planes. <laughs> For what? Don't like, put your phone on speaker. Just what like, do you mean? Just like, just being you're allowed, shit. get arrested. You're allowed. John, like, just shut the fuck up. And welcome back to Give It To Me Straight. I'm Alex. And I am John. And we're your gracious, gracious, gracious host. How was your trip, John? <laughs> it was so great. I feel like we recorded last. It feels like a month ago, but it wasn't. It was just I feel like, a little rusty, right? Because it's been like two weeks since we've recorded. Uh, I'm just like tired too. We got back last night at 2 a.m. I know. I know. That was... <laughs> Is that Kobe? Yeah. Kobe, he's just huffing Kobe, and puffing. He's, he's like, I can't... You can't be silent? He just wants all the attention. That's why. Oh, <laughs> he's sick of us leaving him. That's why. I don't know. I feel like he had a good time with goo though probably um yeah we got back at like 1 40 in the morning so and now we're back to the grind back. again but it was nice it was a nice getaway um as much as i want to say that john loved universal studios and harry potter world and disney um unfortunately my dreams were crushed and he hated it yeah i had a, I had a terrible time <laughs> It was it was not fucking worth it. It's so it. expensive. I'd rather, like I said beforehand, I'd rather go somewhere, like an, not even all inclusive, but even somewhere just. You can go somewhere really nice for how much money we spent at Disney. It is so expensive, but I feel like it's worth it. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it depends how you look at it. I think you have to go in with the mindset of it's really expensive. There's crowds. You're gonna wait in lines. And I just, I don't really none know None of how that sounds fun, but... Anyone knows how to, who could afford to go to Disney. I mean, it's really expensive. I'm I'm on this train right now. Like, we've got, your parents got tickets, and Alex's like, well, we'll get the Fast Pass. I didn't really know how much it would be. For four people, it was $700 for Fast Pass. That was at like, Universal. Whatever, Universal. I'm and like, then it's like, is... everyone gets them, and then you're still you're waiting. still in line. We, it wasn't that bad. I think we need to, like, talk to, you know... I won't, I will, I know that I'll never go back with you, but when I go back in the future, I will talk to like an expert who knows how to like work the system. Cause that I think was the biggest issue. Hey, if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have worked the system at all. I'm the one that was like, you know what? Let's do, let's do the, I guess Disney's lightning, lightning round or something. Lightning lane. Lightning lane. And then you can also, it's lightning lane. And then for single riders. So there's lines, like two hour long lines for people to just ride the ride as like a group. But I'm like, fuck it, let's go by ourselves. And we got to the top, Pro of, the, tip. top of the line, front of the line. I mean, it makes sense that like most people would go in the regular line because if you're traveling with your small kids, but if you don't sure. mind splitting up, and we didn't realize that, of course, till like not all the rides ha do halfway that, through the day. That's true. Yeah. My other thing is it's it is more for kids. It is all these rides. Disney, Disney Universal is. wasn't even Universal. Only had a few rides. Listen, from Virginia, we have King's Dominion. John, we have Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. There's, my, there's you're comparing roller something coasters. that's like family friend friendly with like experienced rides, like that are more about like the visual effects than like roller coasters. If you're looking to go to on roller coasters, like these aren't the parks for you. I never knew that. I didn't know that was like there was a difference. So is that why you were in a bad mood the whole time? I mean, I don't feel like waiting in line. <laughs> we, we wait in line. And then it's like, I'm on this little VR thing. Like, I have a MetaQuest at home or whatever they're called. I would just use that. I really did enjoy, though, that um, Star Wars one. What was it? It's the, the line was the longest for it. Not worth it. I still think it was. Not I'll go back by it. myself. It was cool. Or if any they, of you guys They put a lot of work into it. The detail, everything. If I was a kid, I'd actually probably still hate it because I'm just a grumpy old soul. But, like, I can see why kids love it. Yeah. Um. You Not do. You feel me, like though. you're in another planet. What was that? I when we met that couple at the airport yesterday, and she was like, "I'm going to Star Wars or whatever, like for yeah Star Wars night." I wanted to like bash Disney and all this, like, but I'm like, you know what? Rain on anyone. There parade, are adults huh? who really love to go to this, and I find that very. Fucking I'm just more strange. annoyed that. We didn't go, like, we went to Epcot and we didn't go around the world. I think if, like, you had a different experience, like, maybe if you were, like, 
drunk, you would have had fun. Let's talk about let's talk about that. We went with Alex's parents, and her dad has plantar fasciitis. He is dragging his fucking leg behind us. Alex and her mom are like talking to each other thirty feet away from us, ahead of us. And your da- poor Dan's just like, oh my god. He wanted to oh go. My god. He wanted to go to Star Wars world. How do you like? What is it? We Star Wars plant. What would you call it? I don't. I don't know. The Star Wars person. area. Sure. He liked it. We should have got him a wheelchair though. I know. That's what I kept saying. I was like, Dad. Your feet hurt. Let's just put you in a wheelchair. But he was too stubborn. I get husband of the year award. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. I don't agree with giving you husband of the year because you just like you were like, well, at least I'm here. I'm like, yeah, but you were there with a bad attitude. I I I would have rather you not been there. I never had a bad attitude. No, you didn't. Just hate. You're like, good Lord. When can we leave? I know. I mean, I did say that. That didn't mean I was in a bad attitude, though. Anyways. I... Loved it. I don't think you did. You were like, mm. you're no, kind of like. I mean, mm. you just made it so difficult to like have fun. It's all about who you're with. I think like if your partner is in a bad mood, like it's really hard to like. You keep saying I was in a bad mood. I wasn't in a bad mood. You were. I mean, I didn't have an open mind about it. People were in that video. They're like, oh, John, John. He's like joking in this video. I was like, no, John was like legitimately miserable in this video. The only thing I liked doing was painting my face. Yeah, <laughs> brought you back to your childhood. <laughs> the the other thing about that is, I think this is one of the first times we were with your parents and we were, you know, getting recognized by people. And your dad, he's he's always standing behind me, and people come up to us like, "Oh, can we like take a photo with you?" Or like, you know, just saying hi to us. And your dad's like, "That's twenty eight, <laughs> that's twenty nine, and counting everyone that would like come up to us." I'm like, "Yeah, I just I think that every time that we've been in New York." We are always at their house and they've never seen us or experienced us get recognized before. So I think it was just exciting for them. Yeah, that was that was interesting. But the rest of the trip, you know, we got to hang out at the beach. That's what I wanted. I had the beach at Daytona. And I started to realize that we have a lot of nice beaches just in the States alone. Instead of going to other countries and trying to go to the beach, like Daytona is a huge beach. Outer Banks is a huge beach. I didn't realize how big the Daytona 500 is. Is. Oh, the, uh, the motor the speedway. Track. Huge. The, we our have Uber to go. gave us like all the, yeah, the history like, behind two it. miles, like a two mile track. It holds 250,000 people. Bet it's, I wonder if going to the Daytona 500 is one of those things where you're like excited, kind of like me going to Disney and Orlando. If it's like you build it up bigger in your head and then you get there and it's just like so loud and hot. Like, I wonder if it's actually fun. I, I would be there for the tailgate. Yeah. That'd be the big part. I feel like that would be fun to And then stay to. for like the first hour. I don't know if I want to sit there for four hours. You have to talk hours? to like someone who's gone. I think it takes like three and a half hours or something like that. Formula One though. We got to go. Just happened in Miami. Got it. We got to do it. Looks, it looks awesome. The funny thing though, that I always recognize is at the beach, even though you're like, I can't wait to go to the beach and just relax. You can't relax at the beach. Like you, it is impossible for men to just lay down at the beach you and chris within like 30 seconds were like i'm bored what are we gonna do let's make up a beach game well your definition of relax is different than mine yeah mine is like that is relaxing i got a drink in my hand i'm playing whatever game chris and i invented that day and that's relaxing to me so everyone's everyone's i just think it's funny that like i've never been i've never seen you like relax at the beach I mean, I just can't sit there in the sun. I fry. But anyways, so that was Daytona. And then from Daytona, we went to Richmond. Saw, saw your fam. My family, everyone. It was great. One thing, though, that I thought was so like on par for you was when we were in Richmond. We're all like getting ice cream after dinner. It was so enjoyable. John's sister is just, she's like me in a way. You basically married another version of your sister. That's weird. No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, you did. Mm. We just like talk. We're loud. We're fun. We're in line to get ice cream. And there is this little boy like perched up on like the counter where like his mom is ordering and he's like complaining and just like crying and upset. And then his mom's ordering ice cream and Jen's in line, John's sister. And she looks at him and she goes, aren't you so excited though? You're going to get some ice cream. And she's just like trying to lighten the mood. John walks up like next to the kid and goes, don't talk to strangers. Exactly. <laughs> don't fucking talk to strangers. 
I'm surprised Jen even did that. Jen loves she was to trying brag. to like lighten, like make him happy, and you immediately ruin the mood. And you you go, "Hey, kid, don't talk to strangers." <laughs> We're all life what? lesson. Jen loves to brag. You're a stranger. I, to him. I mean, I said a statement to him. I didn't ask for a rebuttal statement from. She the kid. didn't. She was also making a statement. She no, was she like, did. She just, aren't you glad? That's she's asking a question. Okay. Okay. I was stating a fact. Before you cut me off for the third time, Jen loves to brag about when we were kids, she saved me from an abductor from the front yard. I guess like some guy pulled up in his car in our cul-de-sac and was, I was like two and was like, Hey little boy, do you know how? And it was asking me fucking directions. Just, just you or to you and Jen? I guess just me and Jen was in the house. She was like five and she screamed right oh, out of the house. Oh, you were by yourself. Like, I thought you were both outside. Danger. So... You were, you I were can't wait for everyone alone. to bash you for being like, she is so John, annoying. Like, because all you, you do also is cut talk. Me off. You I also was telling a story. But you're not, like, you don't give the deets. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm clarifying for Here's everyone. Here's the deal. Do I have to give the deets within the first three seconds? Can I at least yes. tell part of the story? I didn't no, even to get to through the, the initial part of the story all before right, you interrupted I'll me. I'll be quiet and then you We talk. live in a cul-de-sac. I was probably two. My sister was five. A guy pulled up and said, hey, little boy. Can you tell me where to go to blah, blah, asking me fucking directions? I don't remember this. So Jen could be lying. Who knows? And she runs out of the house and she's like, stranger, danger, stranger, danger. And is like screaming at him. And then my dad runs out of the house after the guy. Now I'm starting to wonder why was I outside by myself at like two? So maybe he was in the garage. I don't know. <laughs> early 80s, late, late 80s, early 90s, maybe a little more leeway to be by ourselves. See, so like you should be forever grateful to your sister because if it wasn't for her, you would be on a crime podcast right now. I, I don't know. And I, you would never be married. You would have been scooped a, up. I don't know 100% if that's real or not. But she sure likes to bring but it up. But your dad was there. Of course. If I saved my sibling's life, I would also bring it up and use it against them all the time. Speaking about our parents, before we go into questions, just talking about like aging parents, seeing our parents because it's been a long time and just seeing them get older. I know. It's fucking sad. But that means we're getting older too. Like when we went back... Oh, so many of my friends had babies. I was just meeting them all. I was like, oh my God, we're all getting old. But that's I'm, just life. I'm going to have a midlife but they crisis. Don't, but th that's the thing though. Like our parents, yeah, they're getting older. So are we. But like they don't seem like they still have a youthful energy to them. Right. You all know? of them do. Most of them do. <laughs> I just think that it's just the but circle of life. It makes you think though, you know, you're like... What makes you think about what? Do we need to do we need to be closer to them? I don't know. Like what's what's gonna happen? I talked to my therapist about this, John, and she says that you can't live in the fear of the what ifs for other people. Okay, fair you enough. You can't. Fair enough. I just have a bigger heart than you. Anyways. <laughs> I just care more. Yeah, that's what everyone has gathered. Don't make me cry. <laughs> I think that you're just, um, I, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm, really, just... I'm a really good person. <laughs> Let's just move on. How about that? Okay. One thing that I did want to ask our listeners was, you know, because obviously we want you to enjoy the podcast. We had season one. This is season two. Do you guys prefer us to chat about a singular topic? Like just ask questions or like read questions mm. on a topic or do you like the variety in questions you know what i mean like because not like every episode is about like marriage or like you know cheating or job stuff like right i think that do you do you want like each episode to focus on you one want. topic or do you like the variety because like you know i think it could be fun to like switch it i don't know you let us know what you guys are interested in i'll do whatever i vote variety though so it's not variety. the same question five different times well it's not like it would be the same question, but I think it would be like under an same umbrella right. or yeah. send Let us, us know. an email. Um, my other thing that I wanted to say is thank you to everyone for writing in your questions. If we haven't answered, it's because we get thousands of questions. And generally, if we've already answered a similar type of question, we skip it. So if we've already like answered it in the same like wheelhouse, but otherwise we'll get to it eventually. Eventually. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. And as a reminder, today's episode is sponsored by EveryPlate. Are you tired of spending a fortune on takeout? Do you want to save some serious dough while still enjoying mouth-watering meals? 
Well, folks, we've got the solution for you. Introducing EveryPlate, the meal kit delivery service that'll have your taste buds dancing and your wallet cheering. Say goodbye to expensive, fast, casual meals because EveryPlate is here to save the day. Your meals are a whopping 50% cheaper than your average greasy takeout joint. Cha-ching! But that's not all. Are you swamped with plans for busy month of May? Don't sweat it. With every plate, you could take back your precious time. No more endless trips to the grocery store or wasting hours in the kitchen. Every plate delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to your doorstep so you can have a delicious meal ready in 30 minutes or less. Heck, they even have 15-minute dinners for those days when you're really in a hurry. Imagine this, you come home after a long day and voila, your every plate box awaits. Every plate offers a mouthwatering variety of 26 tasty and affordable recipes each week. And let's talk about the extras. Every plate doesn't stop at just main courses. They've got up to 22 sides, snacks, desserts, and more. So whether you're craving a tasty side dish, a scrumptious snack, or a delightful dessert, every plate has you covered. Go to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter the code GIVE149. You could get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal. Yes, only $1.49 per meal. That's up to $110 value. So why wait? Say goodbye to pricey takeout and hello to every plate. It's time to make fun plans for the late spring without breaking the bank. Go to everyplate.com slash podcast right now. Enter code GIVE149 and let every plate revolutionize your mealtime experience. Your taste buds and your wallet. Well, thank you. And we also want to thank Cerebral for sponsoring this podcast today. Did you know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month? Well, I've got some news. It's time to give a big shout out to our friends at Cerebral, the 100% online mental health service that's here to save the day. If you're dealing with anxiety, depression, stress, insomnia, or maybe even burnout, traditional therapy visits can cost you a fortune. Averaging over $100. Fortune. Huh? Fortune. What did I say? Fortune. <laughs> you're doing your best. Fortune. Continue. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to say Fortune. I was doing good. Averaging $100 per session, but fear not because Cerebral is here to rescue your mental health and your wallet. Cerebral offers therapy and medication management for all your mental health needs. Whether you're just starting your journey or you're a seasoned mental health warrior, Cerebral is ready to lend a helping hand. Here's the best part. Cerebral is 100% online. Yep, you heard it right. No more awkward waiting rooms or pesky commuting with Cerebral. All you need to do is take a brief questionnaire and they'll match you with a care team that fits your needs and preferences. It's like having a personalized support crew at your fingertips. And guess what? Cerebral doesn't stop at therapy sessions. Through their handy app, you could schedule your sessions, get your burning questions answered, and access additional mental health resources. It's like having a mental health toolbox right in your pocket. Now we all know finding the perfect therapist can be tricky. Cerebral understands that the journey isn't always linear. If your therapist isn't a perfect match, they'll help you find a provider who meets your needs. But wait, there's more. With Cerebral, you get affordable treatments that are one-third the price of traditional therapy. That's right, your mental health matters, and Cerebral wants to make sure it's accessible to everyone. Plus, they offer treatment options that are available with, our, with or without insurance. Talk about flexibility. And here's the cherry on top for Mental Health Awareness Month this May. Cerebral is giving you an exclusive 50% off your first month of therapy. Just head over to Cerebral.com backslash straight to grab this deal. That's Cerebral.com backslash straight for 50% off or more off your first month of therapy. Join Cerebral today and take control of your mental well-being. Your journey starts at Cerebral.com backslash straight. All right. Shall we jump in, John? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Question one. Who are your celebrity crushes? Do you believe in the celebrity pass? Like the hall pass. Uh, what's your answer to that? You go first. No, no. What's yours? Like, who's my celebrity crush? The hall pass part. No, you go first. <laughs> you always, cause then you get annoyed when I answer first. So now you want, you want me to answer first? I don't know. I feel like I would want to give you a pass, but then I would also murder you if you did. So probably no to the pass. Well, who's your but celebrity you crush? I don't know anymore. I, it used to be Kate Beckinsale. She's but still hottie. How, how is she? I don't even know. I think so. She was just dating Pete Davidson like two years ago. That's true. Yeah, it was it was Kate Beckinsale. Why was it Kate Beckinsale? Underworld. You that was really quick. Was, I don't know she was hot in Underworld. Oh no, Click. I liked her in Click. She was like a nice lady. <laughs> That's interesting because I feel like in Click she wasn't like a sex icon. You know? No, she was just like, she was just a, like a good a, person. And I was like, how dare you, Adam Sandler, for hurting her that was a good movie i just liked her who's yours jason momoa game of thrones shit 
Still? Probably. I mean, post he, post-divorce. Post-divorce. Or whoever he was just with. I don't know. I don't pay attention to like who people are like married to or dating except like Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. Mm. But I just um I don't know. I feel like that's just like my type of person. Tan. You're right. Tats. But I don't yeah, know. We're, There's we're a lot of six foot. attractive <laughs> celebs out there. But the thing is, when it comes to like, do we believe in a celebrity pass? Like, who's your hall pass? You know, Jason Momoa or Kate Beckinsale? Like, if it actually came down to it, <laughs> we would get divorced. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I don't actually believe in that. Like, no. I think it'd be a cool opportunity. Like, if you like met her, um, but I can't imagine a world in which I'd be like, hey, John. What Jason if it was is like here all, and I have an opportunity. What about it was all four of us together? At like in an orgy? Yeah. Like still still no. I'm still I'm just seeing like how could we do it where we're just like together, you know, still. So you you still think it's okay to do it? <laughs> it's like a team effort kind of thing, you know. We're, yeah. No. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I don't think so either. <laughs> Good to know. Now I know who I'll never let you around. <laughs> Uh, next question. What were your favorite places that you've ever traveled to and why? Iceland. I oh, loved Iceland. Iceland. Cool. Yeah. I want to go back, but I want to go back like and do our own thing there. Right. Because we were like part of a cruise when we did it, but like rent a car, drive around. Have it's more like time a there. really easy place to go. Everyone was so nice. My favorite one was probably the Amazon rainforest. I feel like it was, there were so many different animals there and like wildlife. I held a sloth. I saw an anaconda. It was just, it was cool. It was unique. Why are you giving me that look? You're like, oh, you're just jealous that you haven't been. You're just like, what's like the most unique place I went? But like, whatever. Okay. And what was yours? Iceland? Like, yeah, it's a cool spot, but like, it's a relax. I love how completely different we are. I'm like, I could hang out in the, it's just the because blue lagoon you and chill. would be miserable going to the Amazon rainforest because you'd be afraid. I wouldn't be miserable. I'd be on high alert. That's my point. Alert. So you think that I'm saying it to like be cool. You said you flipped over in the Amazon. That was in Africa. That oh. was the Nile River. Is it piranhas? Get my trip straight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, my bad. Uh, yeah, no, we did go. It was in college. I went on like a study abroad trip. And it you was went, just... You went to like find yourself. Sure. <laughs> Is that what you did on your study abroad trip? You went to soul searching for John. You came back without any soul. So Basically. you didn't find him. Or money. I turned 20. Well, no, I was 18. I went to Australia. It was my first time drinking in a bar. I was just. Didn't you get deathly ill when you were on your study abroad trip? No, I got deathly ill in Mexico when I first started dating you. And I, I started. I thought that like, you got sick when you were traveling in Australia. No? Hungover. No. I was just <laughs> drinking the whole really time. Cows. They had the best beer. I guess I'm not allowed to talk about my Amazon rainforest experience because it was too triggering for you. Maybe we should say what our favorite place we've traveled together has been. I know Iceland was one, but like, is that it? Like, I want to say Amsterdam, but that guy on the fucking bike ruined it for me. No matter where we go, John, someone is going to have ruined it for you in some sense. You said Iceland, except those two kids. This, except that. Like, what? Like, I mean... I almost threw hands. I almost no, threw hands. Didn't. Yes, I did. He literally turned the that bike around. That guy tried kicking your bike. He tried no, kicking he your bike. Yes, he did. He didn't kick my bike. And he goes, and he also did. Maybe somebody doesn't like you because that's the second person <laughs> See, that goes, See, but like, I don't let that you. bother me. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, Amsterdam was a cool spot. Like, I, I never even think about the man gonna bother who me. is. Of course, I'm going to get bothered if some guy goes to my wife and goes, fuck you. I'm going to get pissed. If I'm not bothered, he's lucky, you should be bothered. He's lucky I, was I couldn't in the figure way. out the bike. I mean, I was. Look, we were trying to figure out where the fuck we were going. I mean, this <laughs> bike store couldn't have been in the worst spot. No, it's like no. right on the road. And as soon as you, you better sink or swim. You go straight to the right with a thousand other bikes. And if you can't survive that turn, <laughs> it's over. The thing about Amsterdam is it's so accessible. It's cute it's clean but it is a bike city like there's more bikes than there are cars like that is the chosen way of transportation but it's true like they are no bullshit they know where they're going all the locals and if you come in like i'm sure they could spot a tourist from a mile away they're like fucking get out of the bike lane so you did it on fucking purpose yeah i mean i was i was confused where i was going oh, he did not you i know i was saying oh. he like 
If if you were a local in Amsterdam and tourists were constantly fucking up your bike path, you are also the type of person who would be like, fucking get out of the way. That would be you. Yeah, you know it would. Amsterdam as a whole is fucking awesome. I love the canal. So cool. I <laughs> almost went to prison that day. No, you didn't. I no, you We didn't. took a turn. We were with our friends. They were gone. They didn't even look back. Alex almost gets like kicked over i somehow was horizontal in a line of everyone going towards me i'm just like in the impact zone i pick the bike up over my head i go that this is it that's it oh and i walk across same, the street at that same moment people were like are you guys on tiktok oh and i was like yeah and john's like now is not the time i know i go i, I did i had the bike over i go not now yeah. and i take the bike and i go back to the lady. I go take the bike she's like well you're i was like i don't care about the she's refund. like you paid 40 dollars per bike for the day like i can't refund you and john was like i don't give a shit i'm not we're walking everywhere from now on i was oh it was awful so long story long amsterdam was cool yeah um, next question. The website says you've been married a little over a year. How long have you been together? What was your dating experience before you met each other? What website? I think our give it to me straight website. We haven't updated it. <laughs> and so it does say it's like newlyweds, but we've been that married. That one or like the one that was made? The, the, the give it to me straight uh, website. The, the cool one. No, the old give it to me straight website. All right. There is no new one. I don't even think I've seen that one. It's the old one when we started the website. Anyway, we've been together. That's like, it doesn't matter, John. Like, that's the information that they're sharing just because you don't know what our brand is. <laughs> we've, been, we've been married for almost four years. Actually, fuck, I should have let you answer that. Yeah. You would have been like, all right, so how long have we been together? Almost four years. No, how long have we been together, though? Six years. I, I think so. <laughs> Oh, think, okay, cool. I think it's almost seven years, but sure. I don't know. I know. Um, and what was your dating experience before you met each other? Was, oh, I think you said hours. <laughs> so I was like, it was hard. Um, it really wasn't. We just like weren't on the same page of like what we wanted and until we were. And then it was butterflies and rainbows. Yay. <laughs> dating experience before Alex, you know, had... Only like two serious relationships. And then I was like, that's it. And then just me like too. Ha hangouts. I had two serious relationships before you. And then I just had hangouts. hangouts. <laughs> Cute. People got so butter at our last little like podcast clip to like experiences, college experiences. Like, just so you want to be a hoe. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. I mean, it's so funny though, because again, people, that, you just never know where a clip on social media is going to hit on like what side of TikTok, like we're going to hate us today. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's funny because a lot of people were like the comment section did not pass the vibe check. It was like, we're not saying that a relationship can't be successful long distance or if it's like your high school sweetheart, we're just saying that wasn't our experience. Is it funny that people get triggered? Like I have no idea who you are. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea who you are, where you're from, anything. And people are like, well, well, I've been dating my wife since kindergarten and we've been married for 10 million years. And, and it works. And like, it works. And I'm like, oh, okay. oh my God, Kevin, I wasn't talking about you. I was Congrats. talking about what worked for us. However, congratulations. I hope it does last. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just think you never know what the short clips because it's like there's no context around what we're saying. So you also can't blame those people, but you're like, <laughs> How, watch the full episode. Though I'm probably still just as fucked up in the full episode that I am from that short clip, but I think still. again, it's never black and white. Like it's everything that we say is so great. I mean, of course, there are certain things that are black and white. Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's, it's a woozy. It's fairy dust. Yeah, it's whatever. Next question. My fiance owns a home and I rent. We're about to move into his house, but there's a catch. The house is split with his sister, so they both live there for the next at least 15 years if one can't buy the other out. So tell me, am I in the right to feel uncomfortable about living with another person for that period of time with my husband? Or is this a thing that people do? Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. Like 15 years, even one year. I'd be like, how long? I would also use the argument like with your husband, like fabulous, you have a house, but like he has a roommate and his roommate is his sister. Like can, 
can she then move out and find another roommate or vice versa? Like you and your husband should be getting a place together. You don't need as a married couple to be living with a roommate. I mean, you can, if it's a financial thing, some people do it, it's fine. But like, if you don't have to do it for financial purposes, that's not going to be a fun time. So that's in short, is this the thing people do? It can be, but I don't. I've never, I, I mean, this is the first time I've heard this well, scenario. think about it. Like some people I'm like sure it happens, move but... in like with their parents, you know, they, they're married and they live a year with their parents in an apartment not or. a 15 year commitment. Not knowing that there's no, no, an no. actual 15 year no. term commitment I think to like it. I would, if I was you, I would have a goal with my husband and be like one year max, like we're buying her out. You know what I mean? Or like whatever, you have to have some sort of goal there. But know that that may or may not be attainable. Uh, what I would do, because you don't know, that was like us saying, we're going to live with your grand grandmother max eight months, and we're there for two years. But So be prepared to potentially stay there longer. Uh, what I would do is talk to your husband and just think of literally any other option that there is available, because that sounds like a horrible idea. Again, I think if it's a short-term thing, like even like one to two years is like still short-term, it's going to like suck. But 15 years to commit to that and be like, oh, well, you know, 15 years, that's what it could potentially be. I'd be like, absolutely not. You could try to like... Who even stays in a house for 15 years anymore at this normal point? Normal people, just not us. <laughs> We're like, we buy this house, we sell this house, we buy this house, we sell this house. I just feel like who even lives in the same place for 15 years? I guess people do, but... I think another option you could do is parents. like see if your his sister has like any friends or anyone that may want to rent it out and she's right. cool with, and then you can use that income potentially if if you're... Unless you're just breaking even... For you guys to maybe find a nicer apartment to live or in or something. you could put down, like, again, you use that as your rental home, like your investment property, and then you buy another home if you can. There's options there, but I, I just want you to feel... Don't rush into it. ...valid in your emotions yeah. that living with a sibling with your husband for 15 years, that is not That's tough. normal. Next question. Alex, I heard you mention how therapy has helped you a lot. I've been thinking about starting therapy myself. What are some tips you would give about finding a therapist that's right for you? Have you been with the same one? Have you switched? I got really lucky. I found my girl right away on the internet. She's the first one. Yeah. Which I I heard from people before finding a therapist that they were like, you have to date your therapist. Like you're going to find someone you might not like them. You have to move on. I'm really lucky. I also met her in person for the first time last week. Um, I love my therapist, but I just think that I got really lucky. I think that there are online reviews for certain ones, um, or get references. Like if you know that friends are in therapy, but it's not always going to be like when you first start with someone, like it's going to be growing pains, just like dating where you feel like a little bit uncomfortable opening up at first, but you want someone that you can like have a connection to. It shouldn't feel awkward. I think you'll know within the first couple yeah. of minutes of talking to somebody if you're going to vibe or not. Like I knew within the first session that I was like, okay, this is someone who I'm willing to move forward with to do session two. And then after the second session, I was like, I love this bitch. And then we've been <laughs> together ever since. Yeah. I think you're lucky though. Cause <laughs> it's I don't think yeah. everyone stays with one, but don't go into it thinking like, Oh my God, it's going to be so hard to find someone. So I think it's just like dating, honestly. And then until you find someone that you like. I love that we got that therapy question because it is perfect for today's sponsor, Cerebral. Did you know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month? Well, I've got news. It's time to give a big shout out to our friends at Cerebral, the 100% online mental health service that's here to save the day. If you're dealing with anxiety, depression, stress, insomnia, or maybe even burnout, traditional therapy visits can cost you a fortune, averaging over $100 per session. But fear not because Cerebral is here to rescue your mental health and your wallet. Cerebral offers therapy and medication management for all your mental health needs. Whether you're just starting your journey or you're a seasoned mental health warrior, Cerebral is ready to lend a helping hand. Here's the best part. Cerebral is 100% online. No more awkward waiting rooms or pesky commuting. 
With Cerebral, all you need to do is take a brief questionnaire and they'll match you with a care team that fits your needs and preferences. It's like having a personalized support crew at your fingertips. Cerebral doesn't stop at just therapy sessions. Through their handy app, you could schedule your sessions, get your burning questions answered, and access additional mental health resources. It's like having a mental health toolbox right in your pocket. Now, we all know that finding the perfect therapist can be tricky, like we talked about. And Cerebral understands that the journey isn't always linear. If your therapist isn't a perfect match, they'll help you find a provider who meets your needs. But wait, there's more. With Cerebral, you get an affordable treatment that are one-third the price of traditional therapy. That's right. Your mental health matters, and Cerebral wants to make sure it's accessible to everyone. Plus, they offer treatment options that are available with or without insurance. Talk about flexibility. And here's a cherry on top. For Mental Health Awareness Month this May, Cerebral is giving an exclusive 50% off your first month of therapy. Just head over to Cerebral.com slash straight to grab this deal. That's Cerebral.com slash straight for 50% off for your first month of therapy. Join Cerebral today and take control of your mental well-being. Your journey starts at Cerebral.com slash straight. Today's episode is sponsored by Every Plate. Are you tired of spending a fortune on takeout? Do you want to say some serious dough while still enjoying mouthwatering meals? Well, folks, we've got the solution for you. Introducing EveryPlate, the meal kit delivery service that'll have your taste buds dancing and your wallet cheering. Say goodbye to expensive, fast, casual meals because EveryPlate is here to save the day. Their meals are whopping 50% cheaper than your average greasy takeout joint. Cha-ching! <laughs> but wow. that's not all. Are you swamped with plans for the busy month of May? Don't sweat it. With every plate, you could take back your precious time. No more endless trips to the grocery store or wasting hours in the kitchen. Every plate delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to your doorstep so you can have a delicious meal ready in 30 minutes or less. Heck, they even have 50-minute dinners for those days when you're in a real hurry. Imagine this. You come home after a long day and voila, your every plate box awaits. Filled with everything you need to whip up a fantastic feast. No more stressing about what's for dinner or eating the same boring meals on repeat. Every Plate offers a mouthwatering variety of 26 tasty and affordable recipes each week. Now let's talk about the extras. Every Plate doesn't stop at just main courses. They got up to 22 sides, snacks, desserts, and more. So whether you're craving a tasty dish or a scrumptious snack or a delightful dessert, Every Plate has you covered. Go to everyplate.com backslash podcast and enter the code GIVE149. You can get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal. Yes, you heard that right. Only $1.49 per meal. That's up to $110 value. So why wait? Say goodbye to pricey takeout and hello to every plate. It's time to make fun plans for the late spring without breaking the bank. Go to everyplate.com backslash podcast right now and enter code GIVE149 and let every plate revolutionize your mealtime experience. Your taste buds and your wallet will thank you. My voice hurts from talking too much. I have no voice. <clears throat> That's what happens when you <clears throat> don't stop talking for two weeks. I just like, I think I just yell. Again, I need to go to voice therapy. I think it's you just talk in excitement all the time. Like your main... It's just your, but like, how does like how do singers sing fucking tours and not lose well, their voice? I just don't think I don't speak properly. You talk like you're competing for airtime. Like no <laughs> one's trying to like cut you off. Maybe on this podcast a little bit. Like when you're in, in your, when you're just having conversations <laughs> with people, you're like. No, you're you screaming. Know, do you know what it's like though? Like growing up in an Italian family. You yeah, do. I do. And your family's the same way. No, it's, it's not. Like, Everyone in your I don't family's- talk. My sister is just like just naturally loud. But it's, I never try talking over her. I don't know like what was up with you. <laughs> I think it's just like you're one or the other. Like you're either because your brother's quiet like me, right? But I just feel like I. Who are you competing with growing <laughs> up? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Brianna. She Brianna. also likes to talk. You know, we're everyone constantly- took a backseat to you. Let's be honest. I don't know. You just talked for everyone, so I don't know what, who you're competing with. Fine, John. Then we can cancel this podcast and I won't say anything anymore. No, no, no. I'm saying no, that's no. why you lose your voice. I talk too fucking much. I'll shut the fuck you, up. You talk like you're fighting for airtime. That's all. At all times. And I think that's why your voice is off. That's n- literally not it. It's you just because it. I have a fun time <laughs> with my friends. You do. I'm glad because and if family. you didn't talk, we'd be fucked. 
we just stand there in silence. But did you, have, did you have a speech, an SLP reach out to you or was it like a... Yes, I did. Like ear- Because I complained about my voice because I lost my voice all the time on season one. And I was like, someone teach me how. And then she gave me like notes on how to properly like use my voice. Why are you like straining from your neck when you I talk? think I speak like too low. <clears throat> no, are you supposed to speak from your diaphragm? Correct. Like I'm using it <laughs> from my like throat. I'm just straining my vocal cords. So not low enough anyway. is what I'm saying. You're from here. I'm not here. How do you speak? Like, can you sing? No. Yeah, you can. Give me, give me a song. I wish I could sing that song from uh, Step Brothers. I don't know why. Wow, songbird of our generation. Catalina Wine Mixer song. We're going soon. That he did. Can't wait. All right. Next question. Next question. I'm looking for some career advice. I'm wondering how you both went about finding what you're good at and enjoy doing. I'm 24 and have been in the same career for a couple of years now. I never find myself waking up and thinking, holy shit, I'm so excited to go to work today. I don't know if that's just how it is or if I should explore other options. You're 24. Explore if you can, if you have the opportunity. I do want to preface though and say that like, even if you are doing what you're passionate about, Work is work, you know, like, I don't think that anyone, I mean, maybe there are people who are literally like, I'm so excited to work today. But like, I just think that even when your passions become your work, like it becomes a little bit less of your passion because it's like, it's a job, you know, you're doing it to survive and to make money. Um, But with that said, you are young still. I don't think that you should just settle into a career because you think that no one's going to be happy in their job. Like if you, you can enjoy what you do for work. I think there will always be jobs. You'll always be able to go back and find something, but now it's probably the time for you to fuck around and find out, you know, fuck around and find out. But I think it, you had it well said though, cause it is like, we're, we are doing what we want to do. And I still feel like it's a job. To I do mean, cause it is. Right. I mean, yeah. I will, I will say there's a little more excitement of what we do than what I used to do because every day is different. The The cool thing about what we do, not, not saying you're asking us, but it's like we can sink or swim, you, you know, we, it's either going to, we're going to do great things or we could, you know, fall apart. I don't know. Every day is different. So it's not a steady job. And that's like, depends on what you want to do. You want to be an entrepreneur. You want to work for somebody else. I've tried to figure out those things first before you just leave a job. Well, and and to your point, when you said, I'm wondering how you both went about finding what you're good at and enjoy doing, like I knew I wanted to do something in the video field, but like my first job in the video field was working for a tech company making animations for like IBM and I hated it. And then I was like, is this what it is? Like, I don't want to be doing this. And then I got into weddings and then burnt out from doing weddings and then, you know, music video, like there's all different things. So I think the way that you figure out what it is that you actually want to do is by trying new things. And like, we always eventually transition or develop into something new, you know, like once we've like conquered one element in the field, we're like onto the next thing. So I just think you have to like trust your gut, like hone into like what it is that you value and what you wouldn't hate doing every day. You know, no regrets. what are your talents? No regrets. Yes. Next question. Am I the asshole for not letting my mother-in-law babysit? My mother-in-law was extremely neglectful to my wife when she was a child. For example, when my wife was five and her sister was three, they were dropped off at their grandparents' house and she mother-in-law didn't return to get them for three years didn't say a word, just showed up one day asking for the kids. Another example is my wife's grandparents had received full custody and gave mother-in-law visitation. Grandparents went to drop off her visitation and mother-in-law had moved without telling anyone. Now mother-in-law is insisting on babysitting and I won't have it, but my wife refuses to say anything to her. Where is the mother-in-law at like mentally? now like is she in a good place have things changed or she's still like i don't know shady right like that's the thing like was she a presence in her life in your wife's life after all of this or like has this been a pattern where she's been neglectful like all of these years like was she at the wedding you know what i mean because from three from five years old until you know maybe your late 20s or 30s is a lot of time for someone to get their shit together However, from based off of like what you've written, it sounds like you, there's still a lack of trust there. And I think ultimately you have to trust your gut and protecting your kids 
is number one priority. So if you're already feeling, and and I'm only- If you're already feeling uneasy about it, like yeah. you, but the two of you need to get on the same page, first off. And if she has come around and, you know, I, I understand why you're uneasy, do it in small steps. If you guys are able to do that, like maybe have her come over while you're there to supervise and just kind of like steadily. I think too, like this is an ongoing, and again, we don't have kids, but from all of my friends who do have children, this is an ongoing issue that people have with in-laws. It's like not respecting their boundaries or them thinking that they know best from when they were raising kids 30 years ago. And it's like, things have changed, things have like, and just because you were an adult and like raised your kids however you thought was great, doesn't mean that you would make a great parent or figure to my kids now, you know? So I just think that like, you have to be selfish when it comes to your own kids and ultimately protect them and do what you think is best, regardless of like someone else's hurt feelings. Who gives a shit? You know, like if you don't think that your mother-in-law is a good, per healthy person for your kids to be around, ultimately someone who you don't your trust. Your instinct will guide you in yeah. the right direction. So right. I, yeah, I agree. Next question. My question is related to love languages. I recently started dating a guy I met on Hinge. I liked him first and we matched. On the first few dates, I noticed that he wasn't being that touchy with me. On the fifth date, I took advantage of our boozy date, so I brought up love languages to eventually bring up how physical touch is important to me. So I asked him his, and he had the audacity to say that physical touch was his. I called bullshit and we laughed it off before we got to chatting about the rest of our love languages. He's getting better at being touchy, even though I have to initiate it. I'm noticing, however, that he's using words of affirmation more. John, help me out here. I grew up as the older sister and have always been more guarded. I've been more comfortable giving physical touch and acts of service. He will comment on the looks and personality, which has been appreciated over text messages. But whenever I try to give words of affirmation, it doesn't come out as natural. And I even give myself the ick when reading back my own messages. John, what are examples of words of affirmation that you like to receive? And Alex, was it hard to start giving words of affirmation or were you already familiar with giving that love language? <laughs> I'm just like thinking uh, about how whenever John does talk about words of affirmation, I crumple. I'm like, you are cute. <laughs> I don't know if I like, I like simple words of affirmation. Like when you... When we went to Hawaii and you were like trying to say nice shit and I got uncomfortable and I put you in a headlock. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is what happens. Like John's always been a words of affirmation person. So I was like, but like we little, go back. Maybe little let's just tell the story though. We go back to the spot that we got engaged. And this was like like three years after we had gotten engaged. And I'm like, okay, like this was a really tough year for John and I. We're going to go back to this spot and I'm just going to express to him how important he is to me. Like my husband, I'm so lucky because he's words of affirmation. I was like, he's really going to appreciate this. We get to the fucking top of the mountain where we are. And I turn John and I start expressing my love for him, like words of affirmation. He gets this look on his face and he's like, shut the fuck up and puts me in a fucking headlock. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying to say nice things. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know if it's because you couldn't handle it and you were getting I emotional. I, could, I don't think I could handle it. No, I couldn't handle it. You I do. You get crying. a little emotional. I don't know. Sweet. So I don't know. Do I like it or not? I think you just aren't mean? used to it. So you get overwhelmed when I do say it. Yeah. But I, I do struggle. Just like with I hate it. when people do happy birthday. It makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> Happy birthday is so uncomfortable to me. Not anymore. Someone just, well, it was joint. They sang happy birthday to both of us. I could not wait for it to be over. I was like, wait, your birthday is this weekend. I know. I don't want to talk about it. On Mother's Day. I'm getting old. Yeah, um, I got to share it. But I will say that it does take practice. It's not easy, but I think, you know, you have to flex certain muscles in order to get better at it. I, I start off simple though. You don't right. need some long fucking poem just to be like but like what helps you feel are love? they just dating um I'm yeah i mean say they've I been you. together like she was talking about on their fifth date so you know i don't know how long they've been together but you just yeah, say something like small like i just want to let you know like i'm having such an amazing time like spending time with you or whatever something simple like that but you got to say it like you mean it though because if you say it in a way like it could come off sarcastic or whatever. So say it like you mean it, but you don't need to do some long drawn out thing. Cause that would make me uncomfortable as shit. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that the way that I learned is by, to your point, just saying like more like quick digestible things, like whether it's telling you that I appreciate you or how attracted to you I am or how good you look or like you work hard, whatever it is, but it was not easy to start. I like would be like, I think you're cool. (laughs) You're my special friend. You're my special friend. You're my best friend. (laughs) I should just be like, come over here. (laughs) Well, minus physical touch. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) it takes practice. That's all I'll say. But any other tips there, John? Mr. Words of Affirmation? Small, precise, and mean it. I think those are the main ones. I guess if you're doing it over a text, though, or do they see each other a lot? She was saying, like, I was trying to text them out well, stuff. Well, no, like, they're dating, but they're also, like, texting, you know? Like Actually, texting is easy to digest, too, because it's, like, if I was him, like, I don't, I could just read it and be comfortable in my own space, like, mm. reading this message, you know, instead of, like, you right in front of me telling me something. I could see right. like, being uncomfortable But again, I don't think it has to be, like, super drawn out. Right, right. It could just be, Keep like, it simple. Yeah. yeah. Next question. How much alone time is too much in a relationship? My partner and I have recently been struggling with time management for our relationship. We both work a lot, her especially. She manages a large team, so she's around people all day. She also has to keep on a happy face and deal with awful customers. When she comes home, all she wants to do is be left alone. I'm all for alone time. I think it's healthy and important, but how much is too much? She says she loves me and it's nothing personal, but she just prefers alone time to spending time together. I know she means well, but it still hurts. In a way, I'm sad. I feel like I can't be her way of healing from the day. Rather than diving into my arms, she dives into the couch and her phone. I try to please her by making her dinner when she walks in. I give her alone time for hours and she barely has any time left in the day to be together. It's affecting our sex life. She has allowed work to consume every bit of energy she has left. So by the time she gets home, she wants nothing to do with anything or anyone. When I'm the opposite and after a long day, I just want to be with her. Any thoughts or helpful comments? That's really tough. I definitely resonate with her though, especially like when I was a therapist. Last thing I want to do is talk to anyone i'm shot i'm just burnt out mentally and i'm drained but we actually had another question to come in from the opposite perspective where the guy he was like i'm too burnt out for my wife and he was like i want to be there for her emotionally but i just don't know how so i think that this is a constant battle in relationships where you know people are delegating their time and energy into other things and then have find it hard to come together i mean that it's an an unfortunate truth that happens though it's like where your job is the priority and then it's almost like your relationship comes next know, which it does it, because you're you're there all fucking day and you need a job to survive so it kind of takes priority i'm not saying it should be right i was just gonna say like no no like, i'm not saying it should be but it's just <clears throat> it's an unfortunate truth um you guys gotta meet halfway there because like i understand like she needs her me time and i give it to her and the be you know so she could decompress a little bit and the when she first gets home, but she also needs to reciprocate to you, like how you feel. I think like finding things that are a brain break for her without like, that could be active hanging out with you at the same time. Like instead of her diving into her phone, what if you guys like watch a movie together or like go to the movies together? You know what I mean? And then like grab dinner afterwards or you, you order in dinner and then you watch a movie together, like just something where she doesn't necessarily have to be like chatting with you, but you guys are still spending time together. And I know that that's not like active quality time. It's more like passive quality time together, but I think it's still something. To start. Yeah. And, and sit together too, like mm-hmm. not on opposite couches. Like maybe even that just physical contact will ease it a little bit. Right. But having that conversation with her that like to you, it feels important and like you're feeling neglected. I think it's the phone thing too, because it's like, I think that's a crutch for a lot of people to have a brain break by going on their phones and just scrolling and you get sucked in and you really do miss what's happening around you. Like it might feel like a brain break in the moment. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm just like taking some time to scroll, but like your brain is still active and taking in all this information, which is ultimately only going to make you more tired and exhausted. So I just think if you can explain that in a way, I'm just going to throw this out. I don't know. I'm just thinking of stuff for her. Like what if she tried to decompress other ways of decompressing? either you could be involved in or not, but still is me time for her, like her getting off of work and maybe just trying to go straight to the gym and just like working out 
like her or you guys like go on a walk together sure if you have a dog you don't have to talk and walk yeah you just walk together and exactly decompress listen to music like put on a playlist walk grab a glass of wine or coffee or tea just like and go just on walk. a walk i think that's a great idea i mean there's a lot of things that you could do but i think too like it's about having your partner be on the page and on the same page of wanting that as well because it's it's hard when the other person isn't really active in trying to have like that me time together with you. You I know, mean, you do need to explain how you feel, which I'm sure you have, but I think you could just say like, I respect that you want your alone time. I'm willing to give that to you. But like, I also would like some quality time with you. Like I'm feeling like our relationship is drained from that. Um, because it's, unless something does change, you're only going to like grow further apart with right. one another. So best of luck. But that is it. Done. Done. I mean, my ick is definitely, Disney World. I mean, it was a fucking nightmare. That's your whole ick? It is, but my other ick, and I can't blame the airlines. I wish people can get arrested faster on planes. <laughs> For what? Just what like, do you mean? Just like, just being you're allowed, shit. get arrested. You're allowed. John, like, just shut the fuck up. Don't like put your phone on speaker and... I can hear your whole conversation. You're just yelling into your fucking Guys, phone. Guys, we landed yesterday at 1 a.m. LAX. So people are like obviously trying to Remember set up their rides. Remember she said 1 a.m. So people are trying to set up their rides. Phones are going off. Blinging, booping, bopping. And this guy, his his ringer was so loud. He answers his phone and I'm like, whatever. Like It's still annoying just having a conversation. Puts it on speaker. Loud. This girl, she's like, hey, where are you? I'm over at this terminal. I'm going to do a loop around, blah, blah, blah. But not only that, their conversation continues for another 10 minutes. She talks about Airbnb and how she's renting this house. And the, the homeowner whole is charging them per person, which is crazy. Like, it's an extra $600. And I'm also like, that is crazy. I didn't know that they could charge you extra per person. But she's like, I don't know what to do. I've contacted Airbnb. And he's just like, oh, oh, okay. And she's just, she's just talking to herself. It would be like if you were on a plane and answered a phone call for me on speaker, like I would just be talking to myself the whole time. It's just common courtesy. Like, shut the fuck up, everyone. Like, be courteous of your neighbor. Anyways, it's just common courtesy that people getting up and trying to fucking cut you off in the lane. It's like we all have to get off the plane. We all have connectors. Everyone's late. And I can hear people behind us like, well, mine's in 20 minutes. Well, mine's in 30 minutes. It doesn't matter. There's... 30 people in front of you just fucking wait like the and rest like, of everyone us. had a connector I know. in dallas like we got it we're all running late it's cr it's crazy though when people are in a panic right like what they'll do yeah if there was like a disaster we're well, fucked think about the pandemic times where everyone went crazy over toilet paper like get your shit together <laughs> <laughs> get your shit together lol but um well that was my ick your ick i thought was just gonna be amusement parks well my general. ick is like I'm going to blame, like, I'm legit having anxiety over planes now. Like, my ick is myself. Yours isn't because of the people, though. No, Yours no, no, is no. because of the turbulence. If you let me tell my ick, I Okay, was well, that. you also just stole my ick, so. Let's steal my ick. Go ahead. What I'm saying is, is, I was fine as a kid, like, on a plane, never bothered me. And ever since, like, last year, and we had some, like, rough turbulence, now I'm just, like, brace for impact every time there's like a little bump and alex has to like rub my arm like, sitting there like, okay. I'm like oh my god oh my god <laughs> you need to just like take a xanax or, I think so. or something yeah it's because i can't if i'm driving i know what's happening i'm in the back of this plane i don't know what's in front of us nothing but you know but you remember that analogy right like the plane in jello like turbulence is not gonna i mean it's scary sometimes when it's like really bad but like you're gonna be fine it's okay <laughs> Are you like thinking about it and getting nervous? Just like, oh my gosh, John, you're just getting worse the older that you get. I think that's you, the only thing I care about is the plane because I can't control it. No, you're like a worrier with the plane, yeah, and everything. Okay. <laughs> On that note, wait. Now I feel like I have to come up with a different ick. I guess this isn't technically an ick, but it's just like <clears throat> a story. <laughs> that's what we need more stories. <laughs> Um, Go ahead. When we were in Florida, John, he always gets on me for losing things. And I'm like, I never lose anything. I just misplace them. Like if I can't find my debit card or like my wallet or like Kobe, I'm like, 
they're in the house somewhere. I just don't know where yet, but I find it eventually. So John, he's tearing apart our hotel room. He goes, where the fuck are my AirPods? Like, and I'm like, oh no. AirPod case. Did John lose his AirPod case? And I'm like, or did you misplace it? So I'm giving John shit about losing his AirPod case. We like go to the gym, we come back and I'm like going through my purse and I find them. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck. Like I thought that these were mine and I put them in my purse. So I just like took them They're out so while funny. John was in the shower and I just like put them on the dresser and I was like, he's never going to find no, out. No, you said I found them. I go, where'd you find them? You're like, don't worry about them. I'm like, you had them, didn't you? <laughs> now I'm wondering if I have your left AirPod. Is my left AirPod missing? No, but mine doesn't work. Ever so since why then. would that be mine? Ever since then. John, mine were in my case. Yours were in your ears. Don't try to blame me for your broken AirPods. You did something to it. No, I didn't. They haven't worked since. No. They haven't worked right they since. They weren't working right before that. Anyway. Whatever. Anyways. My ick is you thinking you don't lose anything, but you technically lost those. Okay. <laughs> or you took them. Let's read a review. All right. Review, review. Review time. This is a short and sweet one. From review call. Dot, dot, dot. Just sheer perfection. Mm. Short and sweet. I love it. I like it. And Straight you're, uh, you're not wrong. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. You can find us at Give It To Me Straight Podcast. Give It To Me Straight. Find us on YouTube. Subscribe. Follow us. Like, Send an email. comment, review. Hello at give it to me straight podcast.com and we will see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.